This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now. Welcome everyone to this week's BMF podcast. This is our Ask an Expert session. I'm your host, Daryl James. And my next guest is an international confidence strategist, speaker, coach, empowerment photographer, and one of the UK's top business coaches. Founder and director of Evolve Global, welcome Melissa Howard to the Business Marketing Finance Podcast. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Daryl. Hi, Melissa. It's great to have you on the show. Melissa, can you tell us a bit about your journey, what it was like growing up and how you made the turning point to being the woman you are today? Yes, most definitely. So, yeah, so I'm based in the northwest of England, where I've always been based and probably always will be, with a few more uh, travel stamps in my passport to uh, to add to my name, which would be good. Um, and my journey, I'd say I had a bit of a rocky journey when I was growing up. Um, mm-hmm. On the face of it, it was brilliant. I had, yeah. I'm an only child, you know, my parents are so loving, we have a really good relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I was a very confident child. But it was also plagued with, unfortunately, bullying, had abuse. Um, and in in the mix of all of that as well, I just kind of really suffered from a very early age from depression and anxiety. Now, I'm 30 now. So if you wind back 15, 16 years ago, yeah. this wasn't something that we talked about. It wasn't something that we knew or understood as much for somebody at a young age. So it was kind yeah. of really for me just pegged down to it's because you're going, you know, you're, you're a female going through those times of the month because of puberty. And I was like, this is happening all the time now. This isn't just a period. And for me, yeah. not intended, um, for me, it was just something that kind of I when I say I it put me into a box I just kind of felt like I was always the odd one out now yeah. I've continued to be the odd one out but it's but that's good because it's allowed me to to live through that difference and to help others to know that they don't have to conform to societal norms because I yeah, feel like yeah. we all we're always put in boxes we've got a label for everything these days but what mm-hmm. I try and do is I don't want to know what your label is I want to know who you are and where you want to get to take the label away because the second yeah, you start yeah. putting a label to anything no matter if it's you know what how you eat if you're vegetarian or vegan or you know mm-hmm. your sexual orientation it, it already mm-hmm. stigmatizes you in a different way so what yeah. I want to do is hey say this is a label free zone who do you want to be and let's create that let's evolve into that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's really good and in terms of your your growing into becoming uh, a businesswoman yes what made you decide to start your own business um i understand you was working with the nhs for quite some time yes yeah so um so after a, a tricky teenage years I kind of Mm -hmm. used that to my advantage because again as I say I was always a little bit odd one out and I didn't kind of fit into the school system and I just knew that I was Mm -hmm. destined for something I just didn't know what so I ended up not well I dropped out of college twice on two consecutive years but in between Mm -hmm. then I just worked my backside off constantly doing whatever I could do like that back then we didn't have the word hustle but that's what I was doing from morning to night 
um, yeah. in roles and jobs just to find out, you know, what I enjoyed, what fit. Yeah. And I actually, from a very young age, I think I was 18, just turning 19, I became yeah. a senior leader within primary care network in the NHS. And from mm-hmm. there, my career just absolutely grew. So for eight years, um, I continued that and I was getting bigger, better roles from the outside, very successful, had the mm-hmm. car, the house, you know, people were still going uni and I had a car and a house and nice. um, <laughs> going on nice holidays. And I was, again, here again, I was the odd one out. And I just want to um, say to people, no matter where you are, that you can, if you want to, evolve into that bigger, better person and you can bring other people along the way. I felt I didn't have the influence to be able to do that and inspire people, whereas actually I did. And mm. it's one of them, you don't know who you're inspiring um, along the way, along the journey. So mm. it got to about four years ago and unfortunately mental health started raising its head again. I was getting a bit depressed and a bit anxious. I started to listen to that inner mm. critic that I think we all have, but it was very loud. Yeah. It was getting, you know, it was more and more saying not nice things to me, stuff I'd never say to somebody else. I just got to a point where I just thought, do you know what? I need to change this. The only person that can change this is me. I've had Mm -hmm. therapy. I've been on medication. It's not Mm -hmm. working because the the tools and techniques just didn't really align with where I was. So what I needed to do was find something that worked for me and help others Mm -hmm. to do that too. So... Mm -hmm. I've always seen myself as very entrepreneurial and I thought, you know what, what is the best thing that I could do is bring together mind and business Mm. because Mm. um, especially when we're in business and especially now as a virtual business owner, 80%, Mm. 20% is, you know, on the road and doing bits and pieces is it can be very lonely. And if the only voice you've got in your head is your inner critic and potentially, Mm. you know, keyboard warriors from across, you know, you you need a place and a community to actually help other people rise and to help Mm -hmm. you go to that next level. I found myself, Mm. yes, I had very close knit friends, but they didn't kind of get what I wanted to do. And nobody was really there to stretch me. And, Mm -hmm that made me paralyzed for a long time because nobody mm. nobody got me and when I found yeah. people that maybe didn't get me but cheerleaded me and were like go get it don't know what it's mm-hmm. for but do it I was yeah, like yeah. this is <laughs> all I needed but knowing yeah. that there are so many other people out there waiting yeah. just for someone to say I believe in you because sometimes yeah. it's the hardest thing to do for yourself Mm, um mm. so for me the whole reason and where this evolved global is is you know even me now like people on the outside will say you have best days every day and yeah 90 percent of the days they're absolutely grand but i still have the inner critic but i've Mm. got the tips and techniques and i know who i can call upon to kind of say Mm. do you know what i've got this little voice i know this is what's happening and but i need to turn it back into that cheerleader what can i do like yeah, I've got 90% yeah. of my tips and techniques for myself because obviously if mm-hmm. I'm somewhere and I can't pull upon them. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's just something that always sort of drags you down. And I think we always have this, um, you know, am I good enough? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, what are they going to think? Especially when mm-hmm. I'm just about to, uh, is it going to work? When I'm about to launch something, it's kind of like, is this going to work? Yeah. Is this what people want? So it's yeah. knowing that if you do it from a place of certainty and a place of love, it's, it's going to work because you're behind it. 
Yeah, yeah. And for those listeners out there that, you know, do struggle with silencing that voice in the head, I mean, like you says, we all have it. We all have that critical voice that always comes in and rears its ugly head. Yeah. Um, what kind of tips would you give to them right now? Uh, so the first one, which when I say to most people, they go, what? I don't think I'm going to listen to her anymore. Is <laughs> You need to listen to it. So I find that what we do is we hear it and we hear it yeah. constantly and it's day after day like you know a thousand times a day and that's it and we just we just expect it to stop and it never will so mm-hmm. what i what i challenge you to do is to stop and listen to it mm-hmm. and then i would challenge it because again mm-hmm. that's not what we do challenge mm-hmm. it to actually say how you know have i got any evidence for this and against it and how mm-hmm. is it stacked and if it's mm-hmm. for it and yet yeah, you know what i haven't been good enough in the past what can i do right now Mm, to be able mm. to have a catalyst to be able to, you know, give it a kick up the arse and go yeah, in a good yeah. way. Um, yeah. I think it, it's scary listening to that inner critical voice because if anything, you feel that like you're going to get suffocated by it even more. But honestly, yeah, yeah. What, what I would suggest you do, if you kind of catch yourself thinking, what, this keeps coming up time and time again. I'm going to make a cup of tea or coffee. I'm going to go and sit down and I'm going to listen to it and have a chat. And if you use it as a person, again, you just wouldn't spit or I'd hope you wouldn't. You wouldn't speak to anybody, even your worst enemy, the way that sometimes your inner critic speaks to yourself. Um, So that's my top tip is listen to it and then challenge. Mm -hmm. The other one as well is if you catch yourself getting into this sort of pattern. Um, mm-hmm. So again, as I say, I'm not perfect. I still will have these and the, the I would listen to the voice knows mm-hmm. whose voice it is and how loud it is as well. So if at the yeah. moment it's just a bit of a whisper and you think, oh, it's only small, it'll be fine. And, you know, I'm such a positive, happy person. I can deal with it. It's actually mm-hmm. catching it at that moment, challenging it to be able to change that into a cheerleader rather than the critic that it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And again, if you've got a support network, reach out. And again, you know, I, for one, only in the past sort of two or three years, have I been really, I wouldn't say honest, but very vocal about my journey. Because again, I didn't realize rather than it being a pity party, it was actually inspiring other people, that vulnerability to Mm. say, do you know what? This still happens to me too. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you do? This is what I've done. It isn't working right now. What can you do? You know, what tips have you got to help me? I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm just Mm -hmm. the person with the name above the door that knows some of the ways that to help you. But generally, everything comes from within you. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. That is, I mean, like you said, everything does come from the actual individual themselves and from their own, you know, resources and source. How do you help people rediscover themselves? So, a really good question. Um, I do it through sort of a three-step process. So, mm-hmm. the rediscovery process for me is you need to have that element of self-discovery. Ask those mm-hmm. really difficult and hard questions, but the more difficult they are the better answers you're going to get. And Mm. it's really coming down to defining who you are, what values Mm. you have, what standards you have, and where they have come from. So again, I found that although I love my mum and dad very greatly, the standards Mm. and the views on the world that they have were very different to mine, yet I had this inner conflict all the time. My family always go to corporate. My family always Mm. stay in a job for 20, 30 years. So whenever I Mm -hmm. moved roles or whenever I made the jump to go into 
business, that was huge, but all Mm. from an internal battle rather than anything else. So it's really evaluating Mm. where your standards are and where they've come from, because yes, they may have served you, you know, years gone by, but are they going to serve you for you to get to that next level or do they need Mm. to evolve? Um, Mm. The same with the values as well. I feel that most of us feel like we have to have the same values as maybe our partner, again, maybe our family and friends, our peers, or sometimes Mm -hmm. like what I did, I had different Mm -hmm. values for different groups of people, (laughs) Um, which happens when you have different roles in your life, but not to the point where you actually don't realize who you are. So I do Mm -hmm. that self-discovery model with them. It's so unbelievably powerful. It sounds Mm -hmm. simple and you think I could do that over the weekend, but the more that you delve into it, the more questions you think, but why? do I do this? Why do I think Mm. like that? And how is that linked to this? And that's why I made that decision. And that's why Mm. that thought keeps reoccurring in my mind. So that's that. The second step is the self-development. And Mm. that is from the perspective of actually learning more about you and learning Mm. more about what it is that you want to take you to the next level. Now that could be looking um, at courage and looking how um, how confident you are as well. So as I say, as a confident strategist, I find that even the most confident of people still have chinks in their armor. Me, mm. I am a great mm. example of that. You only mm-hmm. get confident the more that you do something. The amount of people True. I say, I'll do it when I'm confident. You're never going to do it. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. You have to do the do, get the scars, mm-hmm. you know, get the bruises to be able to understand one, is it what you actually want to do anyway? And two, mm-hmm. learn to have that muscle built of that confidence to say, no matter what, I know that this is the journey I need to go on. This is the business I need to be in. This is the mm-hmm. relationship I need to look for and have the confidence mm-hmm. to actually step out and do that. Um, mm-hmm. The self-development section is huge. And that is ongoing now the discovery section i do at least once a year depending on how i generally do it the week after my birthday it's like a little birthday present to myself if anything (laughs) huge happens throughout the year i will repeat it but generally it's Mm. the self-development um that underpins my day and my habits each and every day of the year and the third Mm -hmm. step is evolution so the self-evolving Because again, we can have goals, we can have a vision for what we want. I absolutely love all of that. But sometimes we have them just out of our reach. We make them so big that we we have them as inconceivable, you know, tangible things that we can't have. Like I've got a yeah, vision board sure. and I have to yeah. constantly do it because for me, the little wins get me so excited. And sometimes the bigger ones, I think they just look so far away, even when you break it down. So yeah. self-evolving is sometimes, and again, sometimes the really big goals that you have can actually hold you back. Yeah, yeah. What are the top three books that you've made the most impact in your life and why? Oh, wow. Okay, then. So the first one that steps out for me is uh, Jack Canfield, The Success Principles. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely incredible. That book I could read every week and I would pick something new out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just absolutely incredible. And it's not just business. It actually helps you with your mindset as well. Because I Mm -hmm. find um, even now, you know, we still have those self-sabotage and those self-limiting beliefs. Um, And that book kind of turns it all on its head. And Mm -hmm. no matter where you are in business or where you are in life, I think we all want to get to a point where we feel and are successful. And the way in which 
that we look at that is going to be different through each of our eyes. So mm-hmm. my reality of being successful is going to be completely different to yours, Daryl, and mm-hmm. to all of your listeners. And mm-hmm. what this basically does is it helps you craft your own version of success. Again, it's looking at your own standard of success rather than basing it on what other people think and feel it should be, mm-hmm. um, which okay. I yeah. really, really, really like. Um, yeah. The second one, this is a bit of a strange book. The second one that I like is Too Nice for Your Own Good. Now, this is me down to a T. I am a self-confessed people pleaser. I'd like to say I'm reformed. And again, <laughs> when you go through, uh, for me, as a senior leader within the NHS, all I wanted to do was help people. Yeah. Sometimes doing that, I emptied my cup to the point where I was serving people on empty. Whereas you should be serving people from your overflow because yeah. only then are you actually truly going to be able to enjoy what it is that you have done and are doing and again like my aha moment was driving to and from work completely on autopilot not knowing where you know I knew how to get to work it was a 30 mile journey but if you'd have said what happened on the journey how many lights did you stop at what cars you know I just was so out of it I was constantly thinking about work I was in work I was thinking about conversations I was going to have and with that it's actually pulling out to say stop being nice for your own good and actually yeah. do yourself some justice like cut yourself some slack and stop cutting it for everybody else yeah there's yeah. need to serve from and it's always a cliche i love it though it's served from a full cup um but mm. definitely from the overflow um yeah. and I think the third one, again, I'm bringing up these books are a bit strange. The other one is uh, recovery by Russell Brand. Okay. Now, like uh, my background is in mental health as well, which is why I love this book. And although mm-hmm. it's about his journey with addiction, it's also his journey with himself. And mm. it, it's called recovery, but it should really be self-discovery. But I don't think anyone do, anybody would want to pick it up as much. Then. Yeah, yeah, because it yeah. just shows you through the journey of how he actually built his life again mm-hmm. from being from mm-hmm. that person where everyone sort of laughed at him to be at the person mm-hmm. where, yes, people laughed at him, but they laughed with him as well when he went through his, you know, his, his comedy era. And now yeah. he's really sort of reinventing himself again. And now mm-hmm. he's, you know, turned into this motivational and spiritual leader he still mm-hmm. got the comedy element he still has his past but he is the for me a, a brilliant epitome of somebody who is self-evolving like mm-hmm. he has evolved himself so many times in you know the past two decades um mm-hmm. and it just shows that it is and can be possible mm-hmm. so they're my mm-hmm. top three books slightly out there <laughs> no, it, no it's funny that you mentioned those books i've heard of the first two i've not heard of the russell brand one yet uh, but they're too nice for your own good i actually own that i'm not ready yet but i've actually owned that i bought that maybe gosh a good 14 yeah. 15 years ago probably um but yeah now you've recommended it i may actually um take a, yeah. take a look at it definitely but yeah it's actually it's yeah actually and, and i find <laughs> this is the the thing when you get books you get you know audible is they're great as shelf development it's kind of say look how many books i've bought and not read or digested and i think 
you know, even once you've read something once, you've listened to something once, like always go back to it because the person that you are when you read it the second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth time, you're going to pick something else completely different. And that's, again, what I love about that Jack Hanfield book, but the Too Nice for Your Own Good, I bet if I read it again today, I would still have some massive takeaways from it, but it's going to be completely different to what it was um, five, six years ago. No, for sure. Definitely. And speaking of self-development, do you have a business mentor? And if so, how important is it for an someone in the audience to get a business mentor oh so so incredibly important I've got four mentors and coaches um, all for different areas of business and life and I find that where we are in in life now it's so easy for us to get on a treadmill and just keep going without actually checking in to say even if we're great at doing it ourselves you know this is what I do for a living but it's always good to have somebody else to have a look in and actually you know ask you those really good questions because when they do that and you know you know yeah. sometimes we are in the justifying or you know we have excuses or we're blaming something mode we do that when we're talking to ourselves but actually when we talk it out loud and they ask really good mm-hmm. questions it's kind of like mm. oh I, I can't blame it on the economy or I can't blame it on this because guess what yeah. other people are making it work for them so what can I do to make it work for me same thing about life like I don't want definitely my life to be a sob story or an x-factor story as people say but i share it to say this is what is possible now i know people who have had a worse time than me Mm. and you know make so much more difference in their life and i know again people with in you know inverted commas you can't see that an easier life than me but they're not where i am because they're in that sort of blame and justify mode so i think having somebody to ask those really good questions of you be in your corner Mm. is I think the number one thing and just to to talk through potentially some issues, some challenges, some obstacles to say, I'm thinking of challenging it this way. Can you see that there being anything, you know, in this to be able to that will, you know, keep me back further? Or do you think this will springboard me? Now the the ways in which I've got mentors, so I've got a business mentor, I've yeah. got a money mindset mentor as well, because I didn't realise until about six months ago mm-hmm. the blocks that I had around money. Uh, again, because of that mindset of, um, you know, being in the corporate world. Um, I also have a life coach as well, mm. but they are generally working on me and my mindset of from a neuroscience perspective, because again, I'm learning, but not only that is obviously it's helping me grow. And then the third one as well, which is, again, it might sound yeah, yeah. strange on the surface, but I've got a voice coach mm-hmm. and a voice uh, mentor. Now, This is in relation to, again, yes, I do a lot of speaking and yes, it helps when I talk on podcasts to try and get rid of my northern accent at times so people can understand me but actually it's speaking from within I'm speaking from a place of pure authenticity so I realized and I I, um, saw probably about two years ago a really powerful I will uh, send it through to you Daryl I can't remember the name of it so you can put it on with the Mm -hmm. um, with the show notes a really powerful YouTube video of a woman who had previously um, you know been abused domestic sexual every type of abuse you can see who actually went through a voice um, activation and the difference in her voice in 15 minutes and you can just tell it was just raw and it was so powerful um, 
for me, it's ju- it's just something that I need mm. to do to be able to continue on my journey, to be able to inspire others. Mm. And do you know what? You need to walk and talk. I, I'd be very wary um, in the nicest way possible of going to a coach or a mentor who doesn't have a coach or a mentor. It's like going to a doctor and they don't have a doctor. Like, you know, you need to keep yourself fit and healthy yeah. and it's the same when you're a business uh, uh when you're a coach or you're in business you need to make sure every element of you and your business mm-hmm. is as fit as fit and as healthy as you can and sometimes having those checks beforehand as a preventative measure as well got it you can tell i'm from healthcare can't you <laughs> <laughs> can so, yeah. you tell us a little about your current role at evolve global yeah, sure. So my role at Evolve Global is I'm jack of all trades and I absolutely love it. So my my main bag and my main focus is to inspire as many people as possible to step out of the shadows and into their own spotlight, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Because again, we're here, we live mm-hmm. once. It sounds very airy-fairy, but the more that you can squeeze out of life now is the more that you're going to get out of life in the long term. Mm. Don't be thinking, you know, in three or four years when I've got that house or I've got that raise or I've got that, you know, that, you know, coveted award for my business, I'll be happy. I'm spoiler alert you're not going to be happy then you need to be happy now Mm -hmm. with where you are and then you'll be ecstatic when you get there because I feel like we pin external validation on so much on our happiness and you know I am you know an absolute uh, Mm. I don't know beacon of that is to say you know happiness only happens in the moment it can't be bought for you know in two years time it can't be bought in two weeks time or when you go on that Mm -hmm. holiday in a month that you you know you're wishing your life away for actually imagine if you could actually live a life now that yes you were really excited about your holiday but you're excited about the four weeks in between (laughs) the four weeks leading up to it that for me is knowing and regardless of if you're in business or not knowing that you are going to have and live a fulfilling life because i think that's what we all want we want love we want happiness and we just want that fulfillment however or wherever that comes from but it does come from within so i do that generally through coaching i also speak as you can tell i love to talk mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's again it's to inspire people on mass mm-hmm. to kind of say blame me like look at me go home and say do you know what there was a woman on stage and she said do this and do that and let's just try it out and we can blame her if it doesn't work please you as that person because Again, it's not rocket science what I teach. It's not rocket science. The questions yeah, that I yeah. ask, it's I'm listening yeah. to you and I'm listening to your answers. And if you're lying to me and to yourself, I'll call you out on it. Let's get to the core of it and let's actually yeah. grow um, and obviously evolve. Now, mm-hmm. the, the photography side of it, um, it's, it's quite funny because people are like, how is it linked? And again, especially I think for entrepreneurs and yeah. people who are in a service-based role, also product, but more service-based when they are their brand. I feel that, especially me when I was beginning, I felt I'd come out of the corporate world of wearing, you know, um, power dresses and having to dress up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the weekends, I was, you know, a slob. I was wearing, you know, hoodies and, you know, but that was me. So actually now what I do is I help people to actually be themselves from a random perspective. Yes, you don't have to walk around in your hoodie, but actually rather than wearing that power suit, mm. what is it that makes you you? What, what empowers mm-hmm. you to stand there in your truth and actually say to your potential future clients, yeah. hey, this is me, warts and all, hopefully no warts, <laughs> but warts and all. And actually this is who I am and I want you to be you and I'm going to be me. Because again, if we 
have, mm. I feel, a different life identity from where we are in business and we are yeah. in life, the wheels are going to come off sooner or later because business yeah. and life, especially when you've got your own business, is yeah. so interlinked. You need to make sure that the message that you're sharing as a business is also the message that you are consuming and doing mm. throughout your day-to-day too. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And what are the packages that you offer to your clients? So I offer a mixture of packages because what I have never liked, because again, I'm always the odd one out, is a sort of off the shelf sort of this will suit everybody. So I've got a range of ones where we can mm-hmm. either work one to one. I have uh, an online membership mm-hmm. as well, which is great for everybody to have a community. As I say, community is essential, especially if you are maybe a one man band or somebody who works virtually quite a lot. Um, and this fills me up as well. Like I learned so much mm-hmm. from the community. It's not just me harping on day after day. It's actually the community as well, helping and inspiring me to look at things differently and see how they see the world and their perspectives is great. And then I have um, Mm. online masterminds as well, which are brilliant for those that Mm. are wanting to actually, yes, excel at business, but really get to the core of who they Mm. are and do that really intense three-month development of looking at the discovering themselves, look at the development stage of what habits they're going to do on a day-to-day and how that affects them. And then what they're going to do from an evolution perspective. How are they going to continually evolve? How are they going to uh, look at strategy of doing that as well? Um, because again, you know, I'm, I come from spreadsheets and project sheets. I love having a strategy mm. and everybody's strategy is going to be completely different. And again, it's no one size fits Mm -hmm. all. This is you. Let's make something that works for you. And if it doesn't work, we tweak Mm -hmm. it. And I think for me, that is the, that is the most important thing is knowing that, you know, one size doesn't fit all. And I found that when I've done quite a lot of programs before, or I have been coached or mentored is that sometimes I have kind of felt like a number Um, or, you know, you, you don't kind of belong here, but we'll still continue to take not only money from you but we'll continue to you know keep you in this environment where it actually keeps you enclosed and in a box whereas actually what you want to do is have you an environment where you can thrive and where you can actually be you you can be in the spotlight everybody can be in the spotlight so so yeah so I'm very um although I'm the uh the nice guy I'm also the guy that will say do you know what we might not be the best people to work together but I know somebody who might be for you so again from a signposting perspective it's just completely aligned with my values um to be able to help people from to the next stage of themselves yeah and I'm you know really happy to hear that you you refer people on to other people if Mm. you know them coming to you is probably not the best thing for where they're at in their life right now what's the biggest transformation you've seen in one of your clients So I had somebody come to me wanting to really connect with who they were. So from an identity perspective, and I completely related to where they were. So they had, in their eyes, a split personality. It wasn't. It was just they had so many different identities. They were a people pleaser like what I was. And they were kind of like, I don't actually know what makes me happy. What are my hobbies? You know, I I don't know what music I actually like because I like everything because everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. 
it was incredible. So we worked on them within, it was slightly longer because there was a lot of things we had to work through, but within four months, not only has she just completely transformed herself, but she actually doubled her uh, income in her business. Now this was something that we weren't even looking at, but it happens because when when you step into your power, it radiates out. It's that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And she was, it was just like a magnet. People were just coming to us saying, who are you? This is amazing. I want to be part of your world. Yeah, and and she was, a, she was a graphic designer as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for her to be able to double her income, and now she's at the uh, a time in her business where she can mm-hmm. actually outsource a lot of it. She can bring people in. She can co-work with people. So mm-hmm. for her, it's just it's just incredible. So I think that was probably one of my biggest transformations because when I first met her, it was borderline, you know, you know, could we work together? Is, is she, does she need some, someone with more experience from a therapeutic perspective? Yeah. Um, but once we got to the nitty gritty, I was like, do you know what? We're, we're going to lock arms and do this together because I feel where you are and mm-hmm. we can do this. And yeah, testament, she's absolutely flying now made up for us yeah now your focus seems to be predominantly on helping women is that really important to you um I would say it is really important, but actually about 60% of my um, business is male, male oh, focused. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so, so I started off with female, um, but I find that I think from a, from a perspective of when men make the decision, especially men in business, when they make a decision that they need help or support and something that needs to change, mm-hmm. they're willing to do everything all in. They mm. still have the inner critic. They still have that element of self-sabotage, but it's mm-hmm. not as I feel deep ingrained as it is for, um, for the female clients that I've had. You know, this mm-hmm. is linked to years and years of, you know, di- you know, different elements and layers of, you know, potentially bullying or, you know, from mm-hmm. themselves, you know, bullying themselves that it's actually very difficult to sort of unpick all of that whereas Mm. I find with the with the male clients are a lot more open to be able to actually say you know this is this is where it probably stemmed from we'll have a look at that Mm. and then it's like but I want to go straight to the development and evolving like Mm -hmm. I kind of know where I am you know, I know how I got here, but I want to move forward. Whereas I feel that, um, and th- this is the same for me, that generally um, females would like to know why. Like, I kind of know why, but I really want to know why I've got to this point so that I can never mm-hmm. get to that point again. So, so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really passionate about helping both sex. I'm mm-hmm. all about equality. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love that, you know, within my communities and within my masterminds that I have, that men and women can come together as an equal and mm-hmm. help each other. Like, I've seen so much backbiting in my corporate career. I, mm-hmm. you know, it gets you to the point where, you know, you could go one of either ways. You could go, you know, completely um, feministic mm-hmm. <laughs> or you could go the other way as well, where you're just kind of like, I just don't know, you know, what to do anymore. You know, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. So actually coming together and knowing that, you know, from a place of love, Everybody yeah. wants everybody to succeed. It's not competition, it's collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, is And that is completely throughout everything I do. Yeah, um, yeah. As I say, I recommend people and, and signpost them elsewhere because, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be for everybody and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be the same elsewhere. So I would mm-hmm. love to be that person to actually be the change maker to say, do you know what? Um, I love you. I love where you are, but right at this moment, maybe you need X. Yes. Yeah. You can come back at some point, 
maybe we might work together in the future, but maybe we won't. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, so that that's my sort of passion is to help all elements of our community. Yeah, yeah. Melissa, what's next for Evolve Global? Uh, great, great question. So um, I've actually penciled out 2020. And uh, I, again, when I was talking a little bit on about sort of the vision boards and not making things too big and too set in stone because things evolve, mm. times happen. I'm Very actually true. looking at doing in-person events because mm-hmm. again, although I absolutely love everything we do online, I also, because I still invest in my own personal development, um, quite a lot and I do a lot of in-person sort of mastermind events and getting together and really sort of having brain dumps with people about where we are and why we're there I find that so important to have that you know that community online but also to meet in person as well so Mm. hey Evolve Global might be coming to a city or a country near you (laughs) nice nice so yeah so but yeah if anybody would like to know a little bit more about me or you know get involved and i've got tons of free resources and i always do um lives over all of my uh social media accounts it's just to you know if you want to learn more about me or learn more about what i do and to get those you know those hints and tips and the inside scoop um just search for me on either linkedin facebook or instagram at evolve with melissa fantastic and melissa if you could tell your younger self anything what would it be you're worth it you are worth it most definitely and i would also say as well that i'm here so um i'm not sure if i've told you this before daryl but i actually had a major breakthrough about four months ago when i was having a bit of a um a wobble and when i was saying i had a bit of a wobble i was celebrating something and everybody else kind of looked in saying why would you celebrate that that's a failure and from my perspective i was like I know, but I, I, I got like 90% of the way there. That was brilliant. I'm really excited and, and happy, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. it played on my mind for, for days. And it was actually getting to the point where I was kind of like, I don't actually know how to stop this. Mm-hmm. And one of the, when I actually spoke to one of my coaches about it, yeah. the first thing he said was, what would you say to little Melissa? And I was like, I've got you. And she was like, does she need to hear anything else? Or, and I was like, actually she doesn't because mm-hmm knowing that whatever it is like everything Mm -hmm. is within us and although I wasn't looking for that external validation what Mm -hmm. I got was you know I was getting put down externally and I was kind of like but why can't they see like they're in a they're in the environment of knowing from a personal Mm -hmm. development perspective that there is no failures there's only learnings but I was like am I missing something am I Mm -hmm. where am I so so yeah, you are worth it. Knowing that I'm always there because you've you've yeah. always got that little that little person just wanting a hug and just to be told everything will be all right. And mm. uh, just know that they're still there within you, and you can still reach down and give them a hug. Yeah, yeah. And finally, what is the vision of Melissa Howard? What gets you the most excited about the years ahead? Wow. So just helping the masses move past 
whatever is holding them back right now. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's circumstances. For me, my main purpose really, because I, I know that, you know, I have the means and the, you know, the tenacity and I've got the connections and the resources to be able to make things happen, you know, mm-hmm. even if the worst was to happen. But I know there's people out there. So we've got animals and we've also got people who are potentially homeless as well, who don't mm-hmm. have those resources, but have a drive to do something and my main focus in life is to give them the resources and to give them the skills and give them a place for them to thrive so Mm -hmm. I actually pledged earlier on in the year that I would be um personally coaching and supporting a handful of people next year who actually had a drive, uh, homeless people who actually had a drive to be able to give them the opportunity to to do what they want, have someone to listen to them, have someone to say, be, you know, I'm going to be their inner cheerleader. I'm going to say, you can do this with my support. I'm going to help you with those resources. So for me, it's just knowing that everybody has a voice, yet some people just don't have um, the personal voice, you know, at that moment in time to speak out or they don't have the resources. And if I yeah, can help yeah. them build up their mental resources and their mental tenacity and their resilience, mm-hmm. um, for me, that is, that's it. It's given those people without a voice, a voice again, knowing yeah. that they, they themselves can do whatever they wish to do. And yeah. I'll be there cheering them on all the way to the finish line. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, I can definitely hear your passion throughout your words today. Do you have any last words for the audience? Yeah, I would say wherever you are right now, and if you've got this far, congratulations. (laughs) I love to talk. Um, But I would say just do you. And if you don't know who you are or who you are to anybody else, just know that you can craft a new identity and a new life starting today. It is absolutely possible. I did mine overnight. And whenever I do mine, I always do them midweek, not on a Monday, because it never really works when you start stuff on a Monday. (laughs) I always sort of do it, have that aha moment and just say, do you know what? I'm going to go all in and just do you, be Mm. you, and really step into that version of that person that you want to be. It's not fake it till you make it. It's knowing who that person needs to be and step into it and step into it with that confidence as well. And just knowing that wherever you are, even if it's years from now, I'm always going to be cheerleading you even from here. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, Melissa. It's been wonderful having you this evening. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, I definitely want to catch up with you and do a uh, part two next year um, when we do season three. Um, But yeah, for everybody else, this has been the Business Marketing Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl James. We'll see you next year for season three. This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now.